And it is that time of the week again for a benching and bullshitting episode. We got, uh, what is it, Sunday the 20-something, it's the 26th. I know that because very special day for me and Katie. It is our 13th year together, our 13th, uh, like our anniversary of being together as a couple. So that's very special to us. So thank you all for joining me here on this fine Sunday evening. It is the 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is the 77th episode of the podcast. Episode 35 of benching and bullshitting. So it's been a it's been a while. We've been doing this for a minute. I literally like it. Want to make a special announcement that on YouTube we're up to 2,500 subscribers, over 2,500. So that is excellent. Thank you very much for your support and uh, bring as much content as possible. <laughs> we also are up to 89 patrons on Patreon. Holy shit! I remember when this thing started three years ago. I was still in the military when I started uh, my Patreon in, uh, in uh, 2020, and uh, it was rough. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's grown. Uh, we're getting close. I'd like to be at 100 by the end of the year. That's kind of the goal. Uh, it's a great community. I got a lot of good people in there. I've got people there that have been there for over the, the entire three years I've been, I've been hosting it. So, yeah, this is excellent, man. So that was the uh, I got the YouTube link in my stories. We're trying to get a little bit more people over on YouTube watching. Uh, it makes it a lot more uh, financially worth it to be able to do this every week and uh, bring the content. So what we got here? I had a question up above. I try to get everybody's questions. Uh, let's see. Uh, Merck and more 19 says the week leading up to a meet. What are your tips for recovery on getting ready for the meet? Uh, don't change everything. Don't change a lot. If you have a routine that is successful, uh, that leads you to the big numbers and big weights all the time. Don't change that the week of the meet. That's the worst thing you could possibly do. The week of the meet is not time to experiment. That's time to stay routine and, uh, um, just do things normal. Don't, don't be trying to change everything right away. Drink a lot of water, stay away from the sugar, uh, get some, uh, you need to get freaking um, sodium in you to retain your water weight. I always say don't cut. I mean, if you want to cut for the sake of, if you're trying to get like a all time record or something in a weight class, that's different. I'm a fan of just staying right where you're at and staying healthy and happy and heavy and healthy. I got three H's heavy, happy, and healthy. <laughs> Um, I'm not a huge fan of cutting, uh, because it's too much stress. Uh, I don't want to, I just want to lift at my current body weight and lift the most weight possible. So there you go. Uh, recovery. I mean, a, it's, it's all about sleep. I, I forgot the recovery part. Get as much sleep as you possibly can. Take naps. Italian tank 66. Uh, let's see. Hey, Jimmy, how tight did you have your single ply gear? Like, did it take you a couple minutes or longer? Curious because I am come back. I'm going to start in single ply. Yeah, um, a brand new single ply katana would take me and about two others, maybe three, about 20, uh, 15 to 20 minutes to put on. So very tight. <laughs> Extraordinarily tight. Obviously, with use, it, uh, it, it, it was not that bad, but... Oh, and Katie's going over to YouTube to watch from there. Thank you. <laughs> Matt Brooks, what's up, Matt? All right, so before we have more questions, uh, I'll go ahead and just talk about the training for the week real quick. That's the benching. Then we'll get to the bullshitting part where I just answer questions, right? So, uh, but yeah, man, so this week was fantastic. It's my second week back into the heavyweights. Uh, 
so and, and, and ironically, the second week, I said it's my second week back. It's also my second week of no sleep on Friday night. So ever since the meet, um, I've not had any serious workouts. You know, I did the meet at a bench 1350. And then after that, for the entire month, the rest of March, and then almost the, this entire month of April, um, I've just been kind of maintaining. I didn't really have to train for the Arnold. I, I, I benched a grand. That's all, you know, it was a 350 pound deload from my previous meet, you know, a few weeks prior. So I've been sleeping fantastic on Friday nights. I bench on Saturday mornings and then son of a bitch, uh, I started going heavy again and getting more serious. So the first week, um, I did the four by five with a thousand pounds full range. And then this week, the Saturday I had a fucking crazy day. We'll get to that in a second. And, uh, yeah, so I'm up all night. I cannot shut my brain off. It's just, um, yeah, it's just, uh, um, where was I? Uh, I can't shut my brain off. I, I'm thinking about the workout. I'm thinking about the next workout. I'm thinking about the goals and like, what should I do and the numbers? And I'm up all fucking night. For example, Friday was, I was awake till two. Two is about two in the morning is about my normal bedtime. It's a bad habit from watching the Olympics this past summer. So um, I stay up till about two in the morning. I'm getting groggy. I'm like, God, my eyes are shut. And I'm, oh, fant- I'm tired. Fantastic. Let's go to sleep. She's Kay's already passed out. And uh, lay down. I lay there till four. I'm like, fantastic. Rip my CPAP off. Get up. Go take a piss. Get on my phone. Just like try to get, be tired. And then uh, I lay back down and it's five. I think I nodded off at some point between five and six. Alarm went off at eight to get up and leave by nine. That's how my Fridays usually go. So, but yeah, so yesterday, uh, Saturday, I had a really crazy day. Um, the first week back, I handled that thousand for the four by five. And then I wanted to go up to 12, only 12. I did not want to go heavier. I'm like, I have to kind of baby step my way back up into that 1400 pound range. So went up to 12. Uh, so I hit, I did all my warm up stuff, yada, yada, yada. My first working set was 11 or it was like 1090 something. It was kilos. Um, and for a double to the two board, I also established it was two board only again, baby stepping back into where I was before. Um, so I did 1100 for two reps. It was pretty easy. I went up to 1200 and did it for one as an assessment set, kind of like a, let's feel it out and see how it goes. Set went really well. Uh, when I came in that morning, I told the guys, again, I was up all night, but at some point when I fell asleep, I had a dream that I did 1200 for 10 in some way, shape or form. I was like, yeah, that is the dumbest, like stupidest thing. Like what a dumb idea. Yeah. Fucking right. Um, so I did it. I did the one rep and I told them before I said, Hey, on the next set, I'm looking for at least five, if not slightly more, because I distinctly remember I'm pretty sure it was on Patreon where I did 1200 for a set of five. And then uh, I did a set of three uh, months later. I don't know. Couldn't find proof of the video that I did five reps, but I knew I had done it. I said, I want five at least, if not slightly more. And the the dream became reality. and I hit 10 reps with 12. Uh, But I was paying for it for the rest of the fucking day. My shit was all swollen. My hands hurt. My eyes were getting kind of swollen shut, busted blood vessels all over my body. 
that was that was tough. That was pretty wild. <laughs> Twelve thousand pounds of lifting in under forty seconds. So that was the training. That was that was awesome. The rest of the day, my elbow was a little bit gummed up, a little bit swollen, so I did not do any heavy tricep work. I did a lot of bodybuilding oriented things, uh, dumbbell work, chest work, shoulders, uh, stuff like that. Over on YouTube, we got Purgatory Strength. Brand new and first ever katana comes in the mail tomorrow. Any tips on breaking it in? Yes, I actually do have a tips for that. I'm going to catch up with you guys in just a second on Instagram. Just forgive me. Uh, I'll get to the questions here uh, ever, ever soon. Uh, brand new katana comes in, to, in the mail tomorrow. Any tips on breaking it in? Yes, put it on. Take very, very lightweight. If you're a 500-pound bencher, I'm talking like 225, 275. Take it out. Do little quarter reps. You want all the weight to sit on the material. You just What you're trying to do is take those brand new fibers and just slowly start breaking them in workout by workout. If you put it on and try to go super heavy right away and go down to boards, you risk blowing it out. So the first workout, maybe three, four sets of 10 with really light weights, little, little quarter reps like that. Second workout, same thing. Increase the weight maybe to three plates. Do the same thing, three to four sets of 10. Do that for the first three sessions. By the fourth session, you could probably start going down to a board, like three board if you're a long limb lifter, maybe a four board. Start working that three board. Start loading the weight up. And then work your way down the boards after that. Uh, you could add a little bit of water to the chest uh, if you wish. Uh, it's not necessary with single ply as much as it is multiply, but that is what I suggest. Okay, now I'm going to catch up. <laughs> I'm way behind, I'm assuming. Let's see. Uh, hang on a sec. We got uh, Don Stiegel over on YouTube. Thanks for the question. What size F8 single ply shirt do you use? Well, um, I've got a full custom one from Rob Farrell that I, I couldn't tell you the size. It's custom. I do have one of the Texas High School Powerlifting Association single ply shirts from Anderson Powerlifting. Um, at 330 pounds of body weight, uh, he sent me an XL. because they go by small, medium, large XL? Um, I got the biggest size XL. I could probably squeeze into a large because it is single ply band shirt. Um, so there you go for reference. I wear an XL. I could probably wear a large because it is a very stretchy uh, material. Ludwig says, I compete Rob, but I'm looking to start venturing into single ply. I don't see many feds in Seattle area. Oh, out West. That's support equipped lifting. I've heard that before. Do you know of any connections up here for equipped lifting? Well, Talk to Ryan Canelli. He lives in Washington State. I don't know how close he is to Seattle, but that's going to be your absolute best source of information uh, as far as um, equipped lifting and meets and stuff like that. Reach out to Ryan Canelli. He'll be your man. Matt Brooks says, I bought a used Dark Cyclosis shirt for a steal the other day. Be another tool I can add into the box. Fuck yeah. Let's do it, bro. Let me know how it goes, too. I want to keep tip, dab, uh, tabs on you, Matt. Matt also says, I remember what you saying when you were in West Virginia, how you weren't going to sleep that night until around 2 or 3 in the morning the day before the meet. Because that's normal. That's what I do. <laughs> that's, that's that's normal routine for me. I'm not going to change things up the day. Oh, it's meet day. I better go to sleep at 8 o'clock at night. No, fuck that. I'm up all night watching, watching Sam Squanch documentaries and uh, Gold Rush and all that good stuff. Hmm. Yeah, so normally we're in a hotel room. I was just on the on the hotel TV all fucking night. But we were at the Airbnb that uh, Chris Jividen lent us. So the 
the sleeping and living situation was a little bit different than a hotel room. So, but uh, yeah, I, that's normal. That's that's my normal routine. Why change it? You know. Oh, and Uncle Nick, fever dreams are where the best ideas come from. Okay. Let's see. Yeah, I agree. Oh, William Barrett, favorite multiply shirt and alterations. Huh, I'm not a good person to ask. Um, okay, well, the only multiply shirt I've used on the platform is a multiply katana. They're not great multiply shirts because they are motherfucking pain in the asses to use. They're great single plies. So in training, however, I really, really liked my full true triple ply evil twin. They don't make them anymore. That's the pain in the ass part. I've not used anything else. I've only used multiply katanas and that one evil twin that I have. So I'm not a great person to ask. Alterations, obviously, open back, Velcro closures. Um, I always get the sleeves shortened because apparently my humerus bones are abnormally short. I don't know. Come at me. <laughs> I was born this way. Um, that's it, really. I mean, I, I'm more of a single ply guy, but yeah, let's see. We got YouTube questions. Everything equipped. Hello. Welcome back. Uh, what numbers are you looking to hit in full power? Well, that's a good question. Um, Definitely a thousand plus squat bench. I mean, 11, probably over a thousand, 1100 pounds. Deadlift is going to be the heel of the whole process. I would like to be able to consistently pull 700, but I have to figure out the grip. I don't have the ability to supinate right now. I'm working on it. I worked on it today a little bit. I can't supinate very well, so it's hard to do mixed. And my hands are too damn thick for all the years of benching to do hook grip. I can, hold, I can only hold on to like four plates hook grip and the bar slips out of my fucking hands. So uh, that's going to be the trick. I don't know. <laughs> and then Don Stiegel, he was asking about the F8 shirt earlier. Thanks. I'm 270 and using the Anderson single large. Cut the back like you did. And I like using it now. Thanks for the tip. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. Very well. I should probably get a large. <laughs> Martinez, Rodney. Hi, Jimmy. How are you? I'm great. How are you? May you comment on your take on the F8 Raven and how it compares to the Widowmakers. Thank you. Yes, the Raven, the new product coming from uh, F8 Customs. Um, let's see. It is stiff. Holy shit. Um, and uh, it's, it's, it looks more like a traditional shirt would. So I think they're going to be fantastic. When I, when I put one on at the Arnold, it was an extra large, I think. It was stiff. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah. This would be awesome to use. And then Thomas on Dutchable says, isn't Big Many also on the West Coast? He is. I was just referencing uh, the state of Washington. Um, I mean, A.J. Roberts is out West in California. You got Mendy, you got Ryan. But he was talking about Seattle and Washington, so I was just saying that Ryan's up in that state. Pierce, I'm doing great, man. How are you doing? Doing fantastic. Doing some benching and bullshitting. Matt says, I appreciate it, Jim. I've been using my max effort every week and then shirting right after doing the same thing. I figured out as long as I can rotate a different band shirt each week, I'm fine. Great. Okay. Hey, rotate, right? Uh, yeah, rotate the movements, rotate the equipment. That's fantastic. Unleash strength is on here. What's going on? Must be Joe. <laughs> Cody Plum's on here. Ah, oh, Jay is on here as well. Cool. All right. I am. You're good, Pierce. Good to hear, man. Good. I, I am caught up. For now, let's see. 
Let's see. We're good over here on YouTube as well. Cool, guys. So, um, but yeah, so anyway, so training has been going fantastic. Today was a lower body day. I kind of, I kind of fucked up. I think my QL is, my QL is extraordinarily pissed off. Um, I irritated it a few weeks ago and today I really pissed it off. So walking has been a chore, but I'm still standing and able to live. So I don't think it's a too big a deal, but yeah, I was dead. I was doing beltless strapless, uh, deficit deadlift after my squats pulled a PR for me. And, uh, at the very, very top near the lockout, it kind of like it, it popped or it wasn't my vertebrae. It was definitely my QL but it like popped or something released. I was like, Oh, that's going to hurt in the morning. And now, now I'm hurting. <laughs> so that's just fantastic. You know, as long as I can still bench, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Cody Plum, what happened in West, uh, Washington? Just got on. Sorry. No, bro. Uh, somebody was asking about, uh, and Cody, Cody, you're a good person to ask. Uh, somebody was asking about equipped lifter friendly federations and meets over on the West coast, particularly in Seattle, Washington. And I was like, ooh, <laughs> not a good person to ask. I was saying that he should talk to like Ryan Canelli since he's of that equipped lifter crowd and he's in that state. So if you want to shed some light, Cody, on equipped lifter friendly feds or meets over in the old great state of Washington, uh, I'm sure he would appreciate that because I don't have any information about that. We're spoiled over here on the uh, on the West Coast or the East. God, I said it. Jesus on the East coast. William Lee says the IPA Washington is coming soon. Fantastic. You you must've found a, uh, 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 chairman there. William Lee, Mary will be doing it. Oh, okay. Okay. Fantastic. Mary is the Oregon state chair. I'm pretty sure. And Cody says none. (laughs) It's kind of what I was thinking. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Tom, all right. Makes sense. Not too good with us topography as European. You might know a lot more than some Americans about their own country, which is kind of sad. And then uh, Caleb Roberts, you coming to the meet in Roanoke, 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 Roanoke. No, I'm coming to a meet. I'm coming to a meet in April in uh, Bristol. I'll be going to a meet in Bristol. I don't know if that's if I don't, I don't think so. I'm not going to a meet in Roanoke. No. I got three athletes of mine doing a meet in Bristol, and then uh, I my meet is in what do you call it uh, Elizabethton or Elizabethton in uh, July. Let's see, I got, I got multiple questions. Cody Plum says Mary's IPA stuff in Portland area is our only option. Oh, Portland! Oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah, I've heard a lot about Portland recently. Good God! They're, they're only, their two Walmarts are completely shutting down because of all the crime. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> oh, Danny Akers and I will be there. Oh, okay, cool, man. Yeah, well, come on up and uh, talk to me. I'm not really good with faces and names, but uh, yeah, I'll be I'll be there. I'll be there helping three of my athletes and whatever Matt Brooks needs me to help him with. Let's see. Cody, Mary will be doing Washington with Ryan, I believe. Oh, fantastic. Ryan should be the state chair for Washington then, or shouldn't he? Because he's he's Ryan Canelli and he lives in that state. Natural Warrior. Hey, Jimmy, do you train on a 14-inch bench now? What are your thoughts about I've made one that's pretty good on the shoulders? I only train on the 14-inch pad now because the IPA 
is still the only federation to approve it. So, yeah, I do. I do. Uh, I only train on the 14-inch pad. I think it's fantastic. All the research and development that Donnie Thompson put into it with the fat pad and the protract or the retracted shoulder blade positions of like four or 5,000 people from what I understand, like that is the answer to the test. 12 inches, however traditional it might be, is not the answer. 14 inches is the answer. And the IPA is staying ahead of the game and listening to their lifters and saying, we want a 14-inch pad because of safety, because of leverage, because of it's just better. Now, that's not to say, well, next next I want a 16-inch pad or an 8. No, fuck that. There has to be a limit, but 12 is not the answer. So I only bench on a 14-inch pad now. That's meat spec for me because I'm part of the IPA. That's all I use. I got two pads, actually. I got one from Edge Fitness, uh, Rick uh, Rick Davis. And I just got one uh, made by Jonathan Curry uh, with Juggernaut. He made me a 14-inch pad as well. Everything clear. There's a great business opportunity for y'all, Jimmy. I missed the. I missed it. What are you? Uh, business opportunity. I'm. So, I'm sorry. I might, I might have said something and not remembered. <laughs> what What is the opportunity? I forget. Washington, me. Oh, uh, ooh. I don't. I don't. Nah. I don't know. Nah. I don't want to go out west. I'm fine. I'm. 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 I'm good on the east. I'm gonna stay out here. <laughs> Pierce. Let's see. I'm thinking of questions to ask you, but I'll, but I would like to thank you very much for all your bench press tips because my bench starting to increase. So right, that's that's great. I'm really I'm really happy for you. Anything I can do to help from afar? I can't do a lot, but I can uh, certainly answer questions and give knowledge whenever you guys need. And Cody says she's luckily outside of Portland, so not as bad. Great, good to hear. Uh, the the uh, from what I heard, the uh, east side of Oregon wants to actually recede to go and become part of uh idaho and and leave uh oregon not be associated with oregon anymore it's pretty crazy like 15 counties want to leave and become part of idaho let's see felipe morales hello cole how much do you bench without gear big hub from brazil good question i have no idea cool guys um but yeah so I got two things here. I'm pretty sure I've showcased these before, but I want to bring them on here again for a good reason because I've been using them a lot. And it's my bear post items right here. So we got the bear post. This is what the actual bear post looks like. It's this nice piece. Um, what you would do with this particular one is screw this end off, stick it in the holes of a power rack, and then screw it back on. And then what you do, this is kind of a wedge right here. You got a narrow end for high pressure and then low pressure here with the wider end. And you can put this at any height, shoulder height, back height, hip height, and put your full body weight into it and work out all those fucking knots and kinks and like my QL. And oh, I was <laughs> I was using this earlier today at the gym before I left. I wanted to bring it home to showcase it again. Uh, this is the bare post, the actual bare post. There's three products. Uh, they all come from Anderson Powerlifting now. They come in the Anderson Green, right? So the actual bare post. And then I have the uh, the Meander here, which is just the handheld one. So it's just the smaller handheld version of the actual bare post. It's called the Meander because you can take it and walk with it, right? Um, same thing, same concept. You got the wide end for low pressure, then the narrow end for high pressure, just to kind of work on like your, uh, it's like a like having a, a uh, what are the uh, lacrosse ball or whatever, but it's solid. It's not going to move, 
and it's got the different sizes for the different pressures. It's a really cool product. Uh, we showcased them at the Arnold. Uh, it's American-made, patent-pending, but it's made here in America, which is awesome. Uh, so I just wanted to showcase those again because they are fantastic pieces. And uh, yeah, there you go, Bear Post. Bear Post by Anderson Powerlifting. Um, so for the future now, for uh, training anyway, I, I, I've been saying I have five months to train. I've been saying that for like a month. So I, I'm down to like four months. Uh, it's July 29th, end of July. Um, this coming weekend, not going to train heavy. The gym is hosting a non-sanctioned meet. Uh, big. They got they got like uh, like actual like uh, WRPF or USPA type uh, judges coming in to actually like judge uh, the meet. Instead of just like gym members doing it, uh, Joe finally got himself a light board. We always, we always use the flags, like red and white flags. He got himself a light board. Uh, it's going to be really big, still unsanctioned. Um, so what I'm going to do, because I've had two crazy weeks in a row, um, I'm going to go, I'm going to deload this week. I hate that word, but I kind of have to do it now. I'm getting a little bit older, <laughs> 32, right? I'm ancient. And uh, I have to, I'm going to deload this week take it easy. Plus my QL, I'm not sure how well I'm going to be able to move around. Uh, I'm going to go see Jericho tomorrow and see if he can figure out what's going on. Um, so I'll go light next week, kind of body build a little bit, probably take the day off of doing lower body though. I'm probably not going to do that shit next weekend. Uh, sorry, Patreon, but, um, and then the following week. So two weeks from this weekend is where I'll get back into the, the, I might even try to go up to 1400 pounds. Haven't done that for a very long time. It's probably been about two and a half to three months since I've handled that kind of weight. Uh, I need to get back up to it. Or I might just go up to 1,300 and do some reps with it. Uh, again, just kind of baby stepping my way back into the heavy goal weight, which is uh, 1.4K for July. Uh, I didn't want to just jump right back into it. And the cool part is uh, my shit's not sore. My forearms are doing very well. Um, cool thing about that though, the more I work my forearms, the healthier and the better they feel. So that, that was a very neglected body part of mine for a very, very long time was all my forearms, the extensors, the flexors, the supinators, whatever the fuck, the grip, the hands, the fingers, and they kept getting sore. I, I keep using, I don't want to say the word hurt, like they weren't injured, but I'm saying like they were always in pain. My, my bench weights were going up, 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 up. But my forearms were not improving at all. They were just staying stagnant and they kept getting hurt. I'll say it. They kept getting hurt. They were hurting all the fucking time, um, throbbing. And I started working them. I'm like, I'm like, okay, well, maybe they're getting hurt because they're 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 underdeveloped. Lo and behold, started working them, and now they're not getting as injured as often, or they're not they're not hurting as often. So that's definitely it goes back to that really old analogy of like the weakest link in the chain. And I'm, I'm thinking, okay, if I'm trying to bench the most weight that I, uh, the most weight that I can humanly do, why would I want something to be weak and neglected? So that's why I started training my grip and my forearms like two to three times a week. And now boom, they are not hurting anymore. My bench numbers are continuing to go up. Martinez Rodney says, Jimmy, do you go to the physiotherapist or chiropractic regularly? I do have a chiropractic business that I am actually sponsored by, a live by design in Fredericksburg, Virginia. 
uh, my good friend Jericho. I'm actually going to go see him tomorrow to work on my back. Um, he's not just a chiropractor. He knows he's like a sports physician. He's like a, he, he, he just knows the body very, very well. He works on myself. He worked on Alfredo Wabara, uh, Amber Hansen, both WPO competitors, uh, some strong man as well. Um, we got Ray Williams actually living about, about an hour south of me now, uh, just, nor- uh, just north of Richmond, Virginia. He came down. He's worked with Jericho as well. So, yeah, he works on a lot of big high-profile strength athletes in particular, as well as just your every, everyday Joe that wants to go in and get his back cracked, right, uh, get adjusted. So, yes, I do. Uh, not on the regular, like not every single week, but I, I do go down there. I try to make it down there at least once a month. I just like seeing uh, going down there to fucking visit with him. This bullshit with him. He's such a nice guy. I'll just go in there and he'll like, oh, you want me to what's going on? I'm like, oh, well, this little little thing here, a little thing there. And he'll he'll work on me. We'll just bullshit and visit for a while. But yes, I do, I do, uh, I do take full advantage of uh, his kind. Oh no, I'm not going to say I take advantage of his kindness. I take full advantage of the fact that uh, I have that opportunity. Um, and uh, if something hurts, I'm going to go straight to him because he knows his shit. He's a, he's a really nice guy. On top of that. I think I'm, yep, I'm caught up. Cool. So sweet. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so in two weeks time, I should be getting back up to the, the, the real weights, the good weights. I know 1200 pounds is cool and all, but it's kind of old news with me. I need to move on past that. So by two weeks from now, I should be back up to 1300. I have a, an idea in my head of what I want to do that day, but I'll, I'll leave that. Uh, I'll leave that in my brain for now. Um, and of course, uh, I will put it all on Patreon and YouTube members as well. Uh, like I said, I used to do a plug with Patreon. It is all the behind-the-scenes work that I do in the gym, leading me to all these big bench press numbers. Every set of every rep of every movement that I do in the gym, recorded, uh, put into a video, and I audio uh, record over top of it. I do commentary, talking about it, um, why I'm doing this, why I'm doing that. What's the purpose? And it's 10 bucks a month. So if you're interested in that, that'd be great. Um, I, I'm trying to get to 100 members by the end of this year. I'm at 89, which is just, I mean, I, I remember when I started out with two back in 2020. And uh, so for it to have grown that much is just out of this world. Very cool. Christian says, for building the back muscles, have you ever used a Widowmaker to train back? Wearing the Widow laying on a bench, press, holding the empty bar, pulling it down to the chest, activating the back muscles. Um, your thought, is it a good exercise for a stronger bench? I think it has its place. I did something similar to that with Tom, Tom Shepard, when I went to Elite FTS earlier this year for the Elite FTS uh, Table Talk podcast. He had me laid on a bench, put on a non-aggressive piece, like a very light slinger, I think a Widowmaker, a big one. I took the empty bar out and I was pulling it down with my back. Um, I wouldn't rely only on that. I think that's a good thing to add into your arsenal of like back movements to try and do, but I wouldn't rely solely on just that movement. You have to do, there's so much musculature in your upper back. You have to do all the things you have to shrug. You have to do high shrugs, pen laid rows, elevated rows, dumbbell rows, incline rows, seated rows. I'm going to see the pattern here. Rows, 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 shrugs, pull downs are fine. They're not great for building a lot of strength from the bench, but you still have to do them for overall development. I still do them. 
Uh, but I wouldn't, like I said, I wouldn't rely solely on just on that movement. You have to do everything to get the full development and get the most potential for the biggest bench you possibly can. What else we got here? Cool. Caught up. Anyway, uh, let's see. Where was I? Uh, da, 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 da. Got to meet. Uh, what I say? Got to meet in Bristol. If you're in the Bristol area of Virginia, that's down near the Tennessee border. We will be there. Uh, it's Matt Brooks. Matt Brooks's first meet as IPA chair for... He's the chairman for Virginia and Kentucky, or is it Tennessee? I forget. I think it's Kentucky. <laughs> uh, but he, Matt Brooks is the chairman for two states. So eventually when we want to host our own meet over here in the uh, northern part of Virginia, yes, I live in Nova. Ugh. God. Um, but when I want to do that, he's the man to go to to uh, get a meet sanctioned and hosted. Um so I'll be there, uh, Bristol, not Bristow, Bristol, Virginia. There's two different spots. Uh, so I'd love to meet people and talk to you. So if you're there in that area, come watch the meet, come support the lifters, and I will be there as well to uh, to bullshit with you, mention bullshit. Um, other than that, I have no plans. I have no plans to compete until July 29th. Uh, I might go to Rob Farrell's. Strength Spectacular here in June. He's actually hosting it in York this year, not Erie, Pennsylvania, York at the Hall of Fame. That's only two hours from my house, not five and a half or six. That's great. Um, I'm trying to take my IPA judge test. He sent me the test. I haven't taken it yet. Like an asshole. I need to fucking get on that. I want to become a, uh, a judge. Katie wants to be a judge or become one so that we can offer our services um, as judges, of course. So I might be at his meet anyway either as a judge or just there to help rob run his speed do whatever the fuck he wants oh bane nova baby yeah that's great mr face oh mr face too <laughs> don't get to see you very often it's bullshit and dang it <laughs> miss you bud looks like you're doing well though i'll be on the mic for the pharrell meet oh fantastic well i'll see you in june then i'll be there it's only two hours from my house so obviously i'll be there Pierce, with four and a bunch of ones, says, any way you can elaborate on how you're working on rows for your back help execute a bench press? Okay, so the back is what's in contact with the pad. Just as, say, like, oh, fuck my back. Oof. This as my back. I was trying to get it in frame, but I can't. This as my back is in contact with this chair, right? So we bench on a flat horizontal plane. You want to work the back on that same horizontal plane like this, which is rows. So you got a bench and a row, right? Same thing, same movement, same concept. A pull down works the back on a, on a vertical plane, not a horizontal plane. Um, so that's how it translates. Your back is, is what, what is it with contact with the pad? That is your base. That is what you push from. That has to be strong. If you're really strong in the front, weak in the back, you're going to hit a plateau. Your back, you have to work your back more than your front. Your front or your back should almost arguably be stronger than your than your front. So that's kind of that's kind of the the basis for all the back work. Uh, let's see here. Oh, Bane, really quick, I got a pissed off QL in my my left side here. If you have any oh so any tips or tricks for a pissed off QL. Uh, it's, it's, it's a problem if you have anything for me. Didn't know what put there, put here says, 
I have a question. What do you think? Raw reverse grip you think you can do? Not a clue. Uh, let's see. What do you recommend doing to prevent pec tears, injuries in general? The Donnie Thompson shoulder protocol. That is one thing I talk about often, and there's a reason for it. It's on YouTube. You can look it up. Just Donnie Thompson shoulder protocol for a visual, if you, don't, if you can't understand what I'm saying. But I take a really big band. I loop it across something behind me that's not going to get pulled over. I put my arm into the loop to where the band is going across my shoulder pec tie-in right here. And I walk forward to get a lot of tension right there. And while keeping my shoulder square, so the band is across my shoulder here, I'm going to do rolls like this for about 20, 30 seconds that I'm going to do across the body. Again, 20, 30 seconds. Then I'm going to do 10 to 30 seconds worth of reaching and twisting like this. Okay, then I'm going to switch sides, do the same thing. Rolls, cross body, and reach and twist. Okay, then the other half of the shoulder protocol is doing it the opposite way. Putting the band on your, the back of your shoulder and then walking backwards with it, getting some pressure. Okay, keeping your shoulders square. Hand, I can't put my hand behind me, but hand on my hip, I'm going to do chicken wings like that, like that, with the band behind me now, pulling on the back of my shoulder. So that's that's what I do. Um, and again, then, uh, you know, be cautious when raw benching. So those two things right there. Uh, let's see. I might have something for the QL gym, but I'm not sure if I got this for my QL, but I'll send you a video because it's weird, hard to explain. Please do. Thank you, Thomas, for the big W. Thank you for the information. But if it works, you'll notice it right away, which is like one minute of work. Thank you very much. I really need that because it is a problem right now. Um, Got to hydrate really quick. Don't mind me. Oh, boy. Okay, cool. Cody says, I thought being as strong as I've ever been raw would help my real bench today, but it didn't cross over worth a shit. Well, there's a, <laughs> I mean, hey, I've, I've been, I, I, I'm in the belief system that the, uh, the full range raw bench one rep max has very little, if any, carryover to your shirted max. There are other things you could do with your time. I'm not saying you, Cody. I'm saying like people in general who are equipped lifters. Um, if you have raw goals, obviously go for it and get them. But if you like me, I'm not going to bench 1,400 pounds by fucking around with stuff raw. It's just not good. The gap is too fucking big. So there are things I'm going to do to increase that shirted bench and bench 1,400 pounds. And one of them is not benching raw. People don't like that. People don't understand that. And I'm like, well, I can't help you. Sorry. <laughs> you know, so anyway, what we got here. So, yeah, yeah, that's 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 very common, Cody. That That's very old. Like, OK, let's take your 350 raw bench to 405 and then your, your shirted bench is going to go up. It's like not not necessarily you get better at raw bench, but then your shirted bench doesn't do shit. So. It doesn't, there's, it doesn't, there's no, in my mind, not a, as direct correlation to the two as people might think. Paul Wallace, what's going on? How the, how the dumbbell work go today? 
Um, I know I, di- I didn't have you guys do barbell at all. It's just a lot of, lot of dumbbell work. I thought it'd be a nice change up, kind of get some muscle building going on there. How'd that go? Uh, how many days a week do you put a shirt on? One day a week. More than that is ludicrous. I know Scott Mendelson does that, to my knowledge, but I don't. No fucking way. I shirt up on Saturday mornings, and I do my, what we'll call my not-shirted day on Wednesday nights. So one day a week. Mike C425, hey Jim, thanks for all your input. Do you know if the F8 gear is allowed and any cleaning to maintain its strength? F8 gear is allowed. Oh, allowed any cleaning. Oh, I see what you're saying. No, um, I've actually heard of guys washing them and like them being destroyed. So I, I, as, as over time, as gross as that might be, I wouldn't wash them. Uh, Rob said one time, like, oh, maybe you could take it to a washing, like a car wash and hang it up on the wall and use the pressure washer to like spray it out. Personally, I'm not going to wash them. They work perfectly fine the way they are. I don't think you need to wash them. I don't. Now, polys are different. That's a whole different story. But an F8 gear, I wouldn't bother with it. Cody Plum, my handoff guy had a baby, so we had to take a break for a few weeks. Ah, yeah. I get that. I got to take a break this next week because we got the non-sanctioned meet at the gym. Plus, I've had two weeks of just absolutely fucking crazy PR setting weeks. I got to take a deload week and just come back. World's slowest bench. Ever lose hearing after a heavy lift? Happened to me for the first time after a heavy pin press. Oh, yeah. I, I That happens uh, anytime I overload my CNS, my hearing will go away for about 20 to 30 seconds. I've had my vision blur. I've had my vision almost like after when I did the 1200 for 10 reps this Saturday, my vision went away after rep seven. Uh, I got off off the bench. All my hearing was gone. It was like a, just a, it's not a, it's not a, a boo. It's more of a, like a, a very high pitched screaming sound, like a very high pitched, uh, really annoying sound in my ears. Um, as soon as I racked it and started breathing again, my, my uh, my vision came back, so that's just probably whatever. Yeah, very common. Uh, anytime I overload my CNS, that happens. I always reference the story of the first time I doubled a thousand pounds, I think, to a one board. I had done one rep plenty of times, but when I went for the second rep, as soon as I broke my elbows to come down for the second rep, my vision went, my hearing went away. And then I adjusted to that. I came back two weeks later. I hit a double with a thousand pounds. Nothing happened. I broke my arms for a, for a third rep for a PR and I overloaded my CNS vision blurred. My hearing went away. So that's very common. Yep. Very, very common. Paul says it went really awesome. Good to go. I'm glad I wanted you and Pat to do the same workout this week. That's why I sent you guys the same workout. So I thought that'd be kind of fun to change it up and not have to shirt up or gear up or crawl underneath a barbell this week. Uh, let's see here. Do you get annoyed because people discredit you after for using a shirt? Like I don't understand because I don't think there's another person who could even hold 1400 pounds over themselves. It doesn't bug me at all because those who do discredit or try to discredit me don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And I welcome anybody and everybody to come bench with me. Let's, let's get a workout in. I'll, I got plenty of shirts. I'm sure I have something that would fit anybody. And no one's ever never shown up to do that. 
uh, no, I don't, I don't care. Just credit me all you want. It's not going to stop me. That's the thing I told Dave Tate. I was like, anybody's negative opinion or negative online comment that doesn't fucking matter has never stopped me and has never affected my performance. It is literally fucking powerless and useless. So bring on the fucking haters. I give no fucks. There you go. Must be taxing on your CNS under that load. It fucking is. It absolutely is. I just think being in tune with your team makes a huge difference. Yes, it fucking does. Uh-huh. Not to mention the confidence factor and technical factor of Polly. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I, we, my crew and my team have grown with me over these last three, three and a half years. It's, yeah, it's, it's a team effort. I know I'm under that weight by myself, but the, it, this thing is a team effort. On the raw side, probably not as much. I went to a USPC meet over here in Maryland a few months ago, and I was surrounded by so many fucking individuals. It was weird. Nobody was helping anybody. Nobody was handing off to anybody. Everybody's doing their own self handoffs, loading their own weights, standing in their own designated little spot, not talking to anybody. I was like, this is weird. I, I was, me and Katie were loading plates for a little while on the bench to give back. And after a while, I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm not, I'm not giving back to you guys. You, you, you know, they, they'd walk up. They were in a row. There's like 10 of them standing about 20 feet away from the bench, just standing in a row, just like standing with their own, in their own little world. I'm on one side of the bar. She's on the other side of the bar loading plates. So we're just like looking around like, okay, who's next? And this one guy would just kind of like walk up and go, uh, can I get two plates? I was like, oh, yeah, bro. Okay, two plates. No, thank you. He just lay down, self-handoff, do his two reps, rack it, walk back to his spot and just stand there. I was like, okay. Wait for one more weirdo to walk up and, uh, can I get two plates and a 10? All right, load Self-handoff, two reps, walk back. I was like, oh, fuck this. You guys can do it yourselves. I'm not giving back. Fuck this. I'm done. It was very strange being around that many individuals. And then world's slowest bench. Felt like when Tom Hanks got blown up and saving Private Ryan. Whoa. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> That's intense. Let's see. Japanese bulldog grip on bench. Uh, That's weird. That's That's very strange. I have athletes raw who used to cut range of motion and put their pec into a shortened position. I mean, if you, I go the opposite way and go reverse. I don't, I don't go bulldog. I've tried it before. It's very, very odd. I can't imagine that would be, I mean, for some people, I guess if all those things are true, it would be optimal. But for me, that sounds too strange. I bench backwards and <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, let's see. Hey, Jimmy, I just did my first meet yesterday. Squatted 1,000 pounds of 17. Youngest to do it. Congratulations. I listened to your Elite FTS podcast and hearing you say you changed nothing leading up to meet really helped. Well, great. I'm glad. That, that's great. I, I don't – people uh, people overcomplicate meet week. You know, they do. They just they, – they overcomplicate it. It's like, oh, it's meet day. It's meet week. I got to take it easy and eat a lot of things I don't normally eat and, and have normal amounts I don't normally do and – drink all these things and rest. And I'm like, just do what you always fucking do to be successful. Why are you changing it up now? Don't experiment on meat week. <laughs> do the experimentation. We don't, we don't have, when you're out of season or something, we don't have a meat coming up. Like now's not the time to experiment with stuff like that. Paul Wallace. It's just what we needed today. Good. 
Fantastic. Good, 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 good. That's great. Uh, not an effort, Jim. Would you like me to send it to your – you were the wife because I know your DMs get uh, – just send them to me, uh, Thomas. That'd be fine, please. Uh, Dave Hoff says the same thing. Must be talking about the whole haters and bullshit online whatevers. And how can anyone discredit the strongest bencher of all time? I am the heaviest equipped bencher of all time. I always like to correct people. I am the heaviest equipped lifter. I'm not going to say I'm the strongest bencher of all time. That discredits the raw lifters. I am on the equipped side only. Okay, but thank you. People do, though. How dare I wear a bench shirt? <laughs> Strongman land. When you move to Ohio, I'm coming over and training. Fuck yeah, dude. It's going to be a while. It's not going to be quick. Uh, we're we're going to stay where we're at for a while. I can't leave my guys yet. Like Taylor. Hi, Jim. Oh, Taylor. I can't leave Taylor. I can't leave Paul. I can't leave Brian, Cam, uh, Chris, Dean, Owen, Joe. I can't name everybody off the top of my head. There's so many of you. I can't leave you guys, you know? So, nope, not going anywhere. Let's see. Catching up, catching up, catching up. Here we go. Got any videos of maintaining position of F8 when sitting up on bench so it doesn't ride up to the neck to the point where you almost pass out due to circulation cutoff? Wow. Uh, yeah, I, um, I do. They're probably on Patreon. I keep I keep resorting and, and like plugging it every every so often. I'm I put a lot of content on Patreon. Ten bucks a month if you're interested. Um, I also do custom videos, so they can also message me on Patreon. Hey, can you please demonstrate how to do this or how to do this? I'm like, yeah, bro. Next time I'm in the gym, I'll make a separate video. I do demonstration videos as well uh, by custom orders, right? So um, I could explain it to you. It's uh, let me let me come back to that. I gotta I gotta think for a minute. When I use the sitting machine chest press, okay, cool. My arms are shaking like crazy. CNS is acting crazy. And does that have a positive contribution to my bench? Uh, not, I, I'm going to say no. Maybe for muscle building, you could, it probably has some potential there. Um, I, I use the machine chest press once in a while, like this Sunday or Saturday, I actually used it to, to work on my chest. But no, it's not, it's a machine. It's not free weight. You need to do the free weights to have the positive contribution to your bench. You need dumbbells. You need barbells. You need movements that mimic the bench. And we bench with a free weight barbell. That's what you need to do. <laughs> Cody Plum, life of a USPA lifter. <laughs> and we are the weird ones. <laughs> yeah, bro. I got Brazil. Brazil on here. What's up? You'll have it as soon as you hop off here. I can't, as I can't video and stalk your live at the same time. Yeah, please. Yeah, that's great, Thomas. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm not doing well sitting here. I'm fine, but if I move, it's uh, it hurts. <laughs> I got a question over here. Let's see, Dylan, Dylan on YouTube. Did you see that Julius Maddox bench record of 782 may be erased due to the new rules that the Fed lift listed? Saw a few videos about it. Holy shit. I did not see that. Let me read that again. Did you see that Julius Max's bench record of 782 may be erased due to the new rules that Fed listed? What fucking federation is that? What are you fucking kidding me? Who would do that? What what Fed? Is that 
Is that fucking USPA? Who was it? You tell me who it was. That's insane. That better not be true. Fuck. <laughs> Good God. That better not be true. Daniel Curtis, 2020. Any experience with wrist pain? Uh, not of recent. I have in the past. If so, what did you do for it? Um, I just paid more attention to my wrist positioning in the bench and made sure my wrist wraps are actually on my wrist. You kind of, you can kind of different. You can kind of see where my skin is darker right here, as opposed to here. That's where my wrap sits on the back of my hand, like this. If your wrist, if your wrap is down here on your forearm, like a, it's not called a forearm wrap. You can still do this. You have to put it on the back of your hand, off the palm to be legal, but high on the back of the hand to actually provide support to the wrist. If it's down here, you, it's not doing anything. Um, last few weeks, my wrists have been aching with as little as 135. Pay attention to your wrist position uh, and make sure you're wrapping your wrists correctly. Also, stronger wrists, stronger uh, stronger forearms can also help in the bench as well. Work on your forearms and wrists. Strong man, bring them with you. Yeah, they. Uh, we've joked about that. <laughs> we've joked that they should all move with us. They've joked they want to. They want to follow us, but I can't ask 10, 12 people to to move just to just to be around us, right? <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, I'm sorry, I missed you, Mike Rodriguez. Uh, he says, Hey, Jimmy, I'm, I'm your height. So I'm five foot five, but a lot smaller, 170 pounds and a master lifter. So master three. Okay. When you were doing workout sets, are they done to boards or do you touch the chest? Thanks. Yes. Dylan, uh, or I'm sorry, this is Mike. I had a rough weekend. Mike, um, I most, I do full range once in a while. I mostly rely on one boards and half boards when I'm in my shirts. Um, I do full range of my slingers. I do floor press, yada, yada. I can almost touch on a floor press. That's how big I am. Right. <laughs> but, um, no, for the most part, I do board work. Uh, I will touch once in a while. Most of it's done off boards. Strongman land, 10 bucks a month is nothing for the knowledge and supporting a good ass dude. Well, thank you. I, I really appreciate people that jump on there. I've had people on there for three years. I've had people on there for less than two days. I've, you know what I mean? Like it's as soon as I tell people, as soon as you don't find value, what I'm giving jump off, it's fine. Um, I've had fluctuations. I've gotten to the sixties and then in the fifties and then the sixties and then the fifties. And then I'll hit 70 and I hit 60 again. It goes up and down all the time. People come and go as they please. So I would say, if you hop on there and you like what I'm putting out, that's great. Once you find no value in it, move on. Paul, remember what you told me, close the back and then put the belt on while you hold the shirt up and from like a bra, then slide the arms in and pull them just past the elbows. Works great. Okay. I totally lost my train of thought there with that. Thank you, Paul. Uh, favorite lap movements. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Um, Jesus. Penlay rows, seated cable rows. V-bar push pull-downs, T-bar rows. Hmm. I'm also a really big fan of traps. Not that, I mean, they're not touching my ears yet, but uh, trap work. That's some of the, one of the most underrated parts of the back. Your trapezius, the diamond-shaped muscle in your back, 
is in 100% contact with the pad at all times. Your lats mostly are a little bit of it might be hanging off the pad a little bit, but a lot of people forget about the traps shrug. Like it's your fucking job. Build the fuck out of your traps. Paul says the fed is WRPF. They are changing the requirements for equipment check and erasing all previous records. Fucking insane. Good God. Holy fuck. What a, what a load of bullshit. Dylan over here. The WRPF is at the fed from what the video said. And yes, sadly it is true from what both videos said. It may be erased and that's a raw lift. In the, in the World Raw Power Federation. I am I am a loss for words. Holy fuck. I guess we'll just have to do it again because he can do it. Jesus Christ. Pa, Jonathan Curry. What's up, homie? Did that pad make it to you? Yeah, dude, I messaged you on, uh, on Instagram. Thank you very much. I did. It's fucking wild. <laughs> we love it, man. It's, it's great. Haven't gotten it mounted yet. Um, very interesting, very interesting combination of stiff, but also a little bit of give very, very interesting stuff you got there. Of course, I'm not going to talk about it on here, but, but thank you. That that's, that's great. I really appreciate you. I'll message you more about it. Uh, once I hop off here, thank you very much. Jonathan Curry, everybody. Uh, he made me a 14 inch custom pad and it's, uh, it's dope. It's dope as fuck. Hello from central Massachusetts, Massachusetts, very pretty state. Thank you for sharing your expertise. Well, thank you for hopping on here and supporting me. I appreciate that. I'm on here every night, uh, every Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard. Uh, Bane, retroactive retraction of records due to new rules is major bullshit. And that's the biggest raw bench of all time. And it's, oh my, I, I don't know if I can talk about it. I'm going to get fucking pissed. It's not right he earned it he will get it back he will get it back fuck him you know change your rules get it back good god that's bullshit jesus uh didn't know what to put here <laughs> that's funnier than hell i just now got that do you do overhead press no absolutely not i do no overhead work whatsoever shoulders are important for bench overhead pressing is not unpopular opinion with some I think that's more detrimental to your shoulders than anything else. Work the fuck out of your rear delts, side delts once in a while. But overhead press, absolutely not not necessary whatsoever. Jay Cop, what's up, man? Yesterday's bench session was insane. Good to go. Have a good night, man. And everyone sub to his Patreon. Thank you. One of my longest standing members right there. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Appreciate you, dude. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty stupid. <laughs> I'm, I'm still feeling it. I, uh, my elbows, like the shirt was back here on the back of my arms for 10 reps with 1200. And I came home and Katie thought I got bit by a fucking, like stung by a, a hornet or something. Cause my elbows were all swollen. And I was like, Oh shit. And I was like poking them. I'm like, Oh God, that ain't good. My soft tissue was just extremely, extremely pissed off from the, from the trauma they just went through. Red eyed rebel. What feds allow band shirts? Almost all of them now. Um, I can tell you who doesn't, uh, the two feds that don't fucking matter. USAPL, USPA, pff, who cares? Um, APF does not, we'll go lift, we'll go lifter friendly, equipped lifter friendly feds. Okay. APF does not, but I'm pretty sure everyone else does. 
IPA, APA, UPA, uh, RPS. Hmm. Those are the ones that are coming to mind. A lot of, I'll just, a lot of federations allow them. There we go. <laughs> there we go. SPF. There you go. IPA, RPS, SPF. Sorry. Cody Plum says, I did an RPF meet in Idaho, December 4th, 622. They take that one. I won't, they take that one. I won't do their fed anymore. Plus it's already an open powerlifting. That's wild. <laughs> can't believe that. That's just, oh, Jesus, man. Jimmy Cole, the cool guy who can bench. Oh, that's me. <laughs> I'm in Idaho as well. Oh, well, fantastic. A lot of people from out west tonight. I guess, it, I mean, I forget that y'all are three hours behind me, so it's only, it's nine o'clock, so it's six out there. That's, that kind of that kind of blows my mind. Um, yeah, so I go uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard. Uh, yeah. Hi, video, Cole, okay. Uh no, nah, you know what? You're weird. Yeah, go away. <laughs> bye bye. Okay, anyway, <laughs> that was strange. Hmm. So that's some fucking. Cra- I'm gonna have to hop on the horn with uh, Fabi tonight and see what uh, see what the fuck he thinks about this WRPF rule taking people's taking people's bench records away, like Julius Maddox, of all people. you got to be fucking shitting me. Let's see. Speedway Howard, he says, chilling in the beach in Panama City Beach. Love these. Oh, shit. Someone says, Christian says it's 1 in the morning, Iceland time. Oh, <laughs> go to go to sleep. <laughs> you got to. Oh, that's late. That's late as all hell. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. I had a unanimous vote a few weeks ago. I said, "Hey, would you guys want me to change times or dates, like Mondays or?" And every and I started. Then there was a little bit of a delay. Then every comment was like, "Sunday, Sunday, 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 Sunday." I was like, "Oh, all right, all right, cool. Just stick with Sunday." Paul Offer, what's up, man? I'm starting up next Tuesday. Hunter will be here in July. Oh, fantastic! I got to meet in July as well. Good deal, man. Eight eight hundred starting up next Tuesday. Yeah, keep in touch, man. Send me the videos. I want to know how you're doing. Absolutely. That's good shit. Paul Offer had uh, had something really bad happen. He had surgery and he came back from it. And now he's getting back. I, I love that shit. Like Cody Plum, you know, he, he snapped his arm in half, literally snapped both arm bones in half. And within seven months, he's back up under the weights. He's getting PRs, both raw and equipped. Fucking wild. And Paul Offer, you're going to do the exact same thing. You'll, you'll go beyond, above and beyond where you were before. I Guarantee that. Guarantee it. Let's see. Pierce says, question. Does weird comments or stupid people help you mentally and or emotionally fire you up for max bench? No, because they don't, they're, they're irrelevant. Like, you know, I know, like, I appreciate the support from all of you who support me, obviously. Um, but when it comes to like social media and stuff, it's not real life. You see what I'm saying? Like what I do in my everyday life, with my wife, with my, with our pets, uh, driving to the gym, being hanging with our friends, helping my friends, going to meets. That's real life. That's what matters. Online stuff doesn't fucking, it, it's, it's not real. It's not real life. You know, it's, it's a reality. I mean, it's, it's part of, you know, being in the times that social media is a thing, but no, it doesn't, I, who, who are you talking about? 
<laughs> I fire myself up for my benches. I don't need anybody. I, I, I got my own mental fortitude. How much stronger is a band shirt than a poly? Well, that's kind of a kind of uh, it's not a loaded question. It's kind of an odd question. They're there. You can't compare the two. They are very, very different. Uh, poly is fabric like polyester as is denim as is cotton, right? Fabric to fabric to fabric. Band shirts are made with wrap material, tightly woven uh, rubber bands inside of material to make it give it that elastic property. So you can't really compare the two very much. I will say, however, benching in a poly is many times harder and more difficult to do and master than a band shirt. They both have their uh, good qualities. Um, I, I really like band shirts because you don't have to break them in. You can take it right out of the bag and start using it right away. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> out of the bag. Out of the box. They don't come in bags. <laughs> um, polys are a pain in the ass because you got to break them in. But the technique and the, and, the, and the mastery of the technique over the years that I got from polys directly affected how I performed in a band shirt, though. So they both have benefits, but I can't really compare the two. Have you competed against Canelli? I have not. And unfortunately for me, I've only ran into him twice. Uh, 2020 COVID Arnold Classic and the uh, 2023 Arnold Classic uh, just a few weeks ago. I wish he would I wish he would pack up and move out here so I could see him more often. I sure as shit not moving to the West Coast. Cody, grab your stuff. Come out to the West Co or East Coast with Ryan. <laughs> Ryan and Ashley and Cody and your wife can all come out here and your kids come out to the East Coast so we can hang out and bench together. Um, no, I've not competed against Ryan. I, I kind of wish I grew up in the era that I I was obviously too young to compete I mean, or be in the era. I wish I grew up or competed in the era of like Ryan and Scott and Gary Frank and Chad Ikes and Andy Bolton. I wish I was act actively competing on the same level in that era as those guys were. That is the era that I grew up with watching and emulating and wanting to be like the early, late 2000s powerlifting, when it was still underground and misunderstood. Paul Offer says, I will do 800 at the same meet. You hit 1,400. Oh, no shit. Okay, I didn't know you were that close. I thought you were further west for some reason, Paul. Great. Okay, I'll see you there. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, la, 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 la. Cody Plum. Okay, great time checking in with Cold World. Got to get off here and uh, beat my kid poker oh beat my kid at poker oh thank god i finished that sentence <laughs> oh shit uh yes i am the arm snapper but jimmy nurtured me back into the heavies i didn't i didn't i didn't do much i just believed in you so <laughs> good cody thanks for hopping on here bud Th thomas did you dig lorna shore gem and what's your go to band recently to try i did that shit was that shit was heavy bro that shit was good thomas uh, go to, uh, hmm. I, well, I don't have a, I have go to songs. I don't have like go to bands necessarily. Uh, I hunt and peck, I hunt and pick, uh, different songs from all different artists and stuff. Uh, my go to jams for like my big lifts are like, uh, confusion. Uh, that was the song. I forget the, the, the artist that made it, but it's the, the intro song when you, when you watch like Blade with the Wesley Snipes in the, in the, uh, the club where he's fucking cutting all the vampires apart. 
uh, Thieves by Ministry, Underground, uh, Deeper Underground by Jamiroquai. Uh, I got so many. I can't. I have a playlist of like 500 songs that I just dig. <laughs> Speedway Howry, Polly Shirt is King. However, oh, owning 1300 pounds is unbelievable. Shirt or not? Yep. I'm very, I'm very, 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 very proud um, of my 1120 single ply bench from Judo 21. I, I will forever, that will forever be a, a turning point and a pinnacle in my career was that 1120 single ply bench. I, that's, I was very fortunate to have gotten it. Very happy to have done it when I did it. Um, that will live in infamy in my mind as far as my career goes. Yes. Pierce, I'm not a heavy bencher, but I'm improving. Good. That's always moving forward. Any thoughts as far as wearing tight shirts to help support chest muscles and preventing injuries? Uh, you're talking like you're talking like t-shirts. It's not going to do much at all. What you need to do is just train correctly and train smart and not try to go too heavy, too fast, too soon. Do reps, train reps, build muscle, build a base, build a huge base of muscle. Uh, don't go too heavy. Uh, use spotters, train smart, listen to your body, be in tune with yourself and know what's going on with you. Uh, if you have knots, I used to get peck knot. When I used to bench raw, pronated all the fucking time, like everybody else, before I discovered benching backwards, I used to get knots in my pecs all the fucking time. And uh, you have to find those knots. If you get knots in your pecs or your shoulders, find them and get rid of them, dude, because a, a, a knot can turn into a tear. Let's see. Okay. One kiloof stink. That's weird. Can you talk about how you grip the bar and any cues you use on the descent, ascent for your hands, shoulders? Like, are you bending and spreading the bar throughout the whole lift? Oh, I got you. Uh, can you talk about how you grip the bar? Um, well, I just I use the maximum wide legal grip. Drip your fingers on the on the rings of the bar, as is what you should do in equipment. Raw, a little bit different. Um, I make sure that my skin is not like bunched up. When I grab the bar because then the bar is going to be very painful on the bunched up skin. So I'm trying to spread my hand skin out as I'm grabbing the bar. So it's all nice and smooth and flat, right? Don't want it all bunched up underneath the weight. Um, cues on the descent, ascent for your hands and shoulders. Okay. On the, on the way down, I'm just thinking, keep my back as tight as possible. I'm not actually like rowing the weight down, like pulling it down, but I am, that's my, that's my, support right that's my my base to the pyramid is my back muscles super super tight super strong um that's kind of my guide as well for my elbows and my arms bringing it down in line with the lats um i'm not trying to bend the bar i don't i never do that i don't even try to squeeze the bar as hard as i can i'm holding on to it don't get me wrong but i've, I've never used the cue of like squeezing the bar as hard as you can or try to bend the bar this way i've never ever ever done that on the ascent on the ascent coming up right concentric that's how i know it i am i'm trying to spread out i'm trying to go out like this that how you activate the triceps and i do that at the beginning of the lift not just at the end it might be too late at that point under a max load so at the very beginning of the press i try to extend with the triceps so I have a tricep dominant press. I only do the spreading of the bar on the way up, not the whole lift. No. 
let's see if I'm if I'm okay on YouTube here. Yeah, I don't have any more comments. Cool. Uh, let's see. Red-Eyed Rebel. I know you swear by reverse grip. Yes, sir. I was wondering, do you no longer raw bench pronated at all, period? Nope, I don't. The only time I bench raw pronated is with the empty bar. If it's anything above the empty bar, it's all reverse grip. Even at a meet, even at competitions where I'm warming up for a competition bench, I reverse grip all my raw weights. I don't do any raw pronated benching anymore in any situation whatsoever except with the empty barbell. Because with the empty bar, I can do like, you know, wide grip, narrow grip, high on the chest, low on the chest, getting a lot of blood in all the crucial areas, whereas reverse grip kind of mostly targets the triceps. So with the empty bar, I'll do two to three sets of the empty bar before a big lift. I want to get blood in all the crucial areas like the pecs and the shoulders to get warmed up properly. So I'll do the empty bar, high chest, low chest, narrow grip, wide grip, reverse grip. And then once I go like a quarter or a plate, then I'll do reverse grip from that point forward. Uh, Gary says, great advice. You have incredible power like no other. Well, I, I, I don't believe that, but I thank you for the support. How many sets of back and rear delt work a week should be done? Well, for inspirational purposes only at one point, I was doing three back days per week, averaging 100 sets of back per week in order to bring my uh, back strength up, my back size and development up. Um, you should be working your back minimum as much as your front. So if you're doing, I'm just easy numbers, not that these are accurate numbers. Let's say you do a total of 30 sets of collective like front work, like bench press, overhead work, dips, whatever the fuck it is. You should match that or try to exceed that on your back work. Work your back more than your front. Delts are kind of included in that equation. Yes, hope that answered your question. Okay, fantastic. I got Justin Wood. What's up, man? On YouTube, any tips for learning to not engage the pecs when pressing? Yes, I got one for you. I feel like my pecs really dominate and lead to a lot of shoulder issues for me. If you are pecs, overpower your triceps, which is common. We use our pecs and shoulders in everyday life pretty, pretty commonly, right? It's not common to have triceps that overpower the bigger pressing muscles like pecs and shoulders. So you, that's why we do all the tricep work. You have to make the triceps the strongest muscle group in order for your body to rely on them to do the majority of the work. So make your triceps super fucking strong. Um, still develop the chest and the shoulders. I do more like bodybuilding hypertrophy. I'm not trying to make the pec super strong to increase my bench. No, I'm trying to build muscle because I want to build the chest and just be a bigger human being. But I only build the bench by training and building the triceps and the upper back. That's what I want to bench with, triceps and upper back, not the chest. Um, if you are still having issues with that, you have to learn how to, when you're at the bottom of the lift, which is where the chest is most involved, you have to make sure you're not engaging from here, like that, right? You have to learn to engage, okay? For, I don't know if you can see it in the light, from back here. Spread the bar, go. Spread the bar, go. Once you feel the triceps activate in the bottom, and then you press, you will have a tricep-dominant style press. Uh, Justin, I hope that helped. Um, 
yeah, if you're if your packs are dominant, you have to make them not dominant and train the triceps to overpower the the packs. It takes a long time to do, but it can be done. Uh, Red Eyed Rebel says, "You have any experience in the geared squat or deadlift?" I yes, I do. I've done full power before. A lot of people don't realize that or know that. Um, yes, freaking. When I was 20 years old in the 220s, I think I squatted nine and equipped, and I pulled seven. Uh, when I was 21 or 22, I squatted 903 and pulled high sixes. I, I suck at deadlift. Um, yeah, I do. Uh, recently, I've only been doing like single ply briefs for squats. I did just get a deadlift suit, a, a Titan Velocity single ply suit from Anderson Powerlifting. Um, been kind of working around that. I tried squatting today with a brand new boss suit that I got from a friend. It's too small. I have to get it modified to fit my fucking frame. That's a pain in the ass. Just the way it works. But uh, yeah, so I squat single ply briefs right now. I'm trying to squat in a suit, but it's too it's too small. <clears throat> I have the single ply deadlift suit that I've only used once so far. So yeah, I mean, I, I have experience with it. I'm not great at it. I'm not the best ever. I'm not Dave Hoff or Donnie Thompson, right? Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I have experience. I'm just not like the best at it, right? I want to be <laughs> someday. I'm working on it. I'm doing all the prep work, um, trying to debut and come back to full power, but I uh, have to have a lot more work to do. Nick, you say, what's up, bud? Nick, what's going on? Jimmy, ready to go back to full power? Speak of the devil. We're talking about it. Uh, no, I'm not ready for it. No, I'm not ready at all, actually. I... I am working towards being ready to go back to full power. I still have a lot of work to do, a lot of development, a lot of motor skills to learn. Holy shit. So today was, today was, today was a good day. I was squatting in single ply briefs and sleeves. Um, and I was pulling raw conventional deficit deadlift with no straps. Oh, fuck. First time in a long time. Cause I can't supinate very well. Um, then I popped my QL right now. It's really pissed off. So I got to have a setback now. I have to, so I have to, oh, then I have to not move. <laughs> I can't I have to be careful. So yeah, I'm not ready. Uh, I will be ready eventually. Hey, thank you for responding to me. Uh, and you're reaching back out beast. What's your opinion on SDPs versus katanas or benefits of either? Um, you're welcome. But uh, SDPs are stretchy and they they give a lot. They give, uh, but they don't last very long at all. Uh, they're notorious for that. Katanas are very, very stiff. So you got two ends of the spectrum. Very stretchy, very stiff. Uh, the katanas do not want to give. They're very, very stiff. But if you can make them work, they have a high return. Um, SDPs are very easy to learn from what I hear. Uh, katanas are pain in the asses, but once you master them, they're fantastic bench shirts. My 1120 single ply bench was done with a katana. So that's, that's still the highest poly bench ever done. And it's single ply katana. So that, that says anything about them. Uh, the highest multiply bench is with tiny Meeker 1102 in an SDP. So there's reference for you. Will you bench a thousand pounds in full power? A thousand plus pounds in full power. I plan on it. Yeah, absolutely, I do. That is that's that that is absolutely a goal. And Justin Wood, thank you. That helps a lot. I appreciate you, man. Absolutely, thank you very much for the question. That was that was a good one. Hope that helps. 
You can always uh, DM me on Instagram, Colpstrong, if you need anything. Uh, best multiplied bench on the market, in your opinion? That's tough because I'm not really a multiplied guy. Uh, I look at who's using the multiply stuff and what they're using. I see a lot of evil twins. I see a lot of metal. And I see a lot of STPs. So me, if I was going to go to a multi-layered shirt, i.e. more than one layer, it's probably a double, I would want an F6. I would go with a double ply F6. That's what I would do. A thinner material than a katana and a stretchier material than a katana. Two layers. Uh, how do you know that the back is less or equal or stronger than the front side? Uh, numbers. How much can you row? How much can you shrug? How much can you deadlift? How much can you pen lay row? Just, you know, overall conditioning. How many sets? How many, how many movements can you do in a workout? At high rep, high volume, high weight, like it's 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 a lot of things. Tall tail signs. Uh, for me, it was more like I could see like pictures of myself and look at my development in the back and go, "Whoa, I don't have a fucking back at all. Like I'm flat. I got no lats, no traps." So that's what I kind of based. It was just kind of a visual. But as soon as my back started becoming stronger and more built, my bench went up. So, I mean, if your bench goes up because of it, then that's a good sign too. Let's see. I'm doing your single pipe program. Oh, sweet. That's a rough one. <laughs> but I'm using a blaster. Whoa. Oh, boy. It says on the program that my double from a one board should be way more than my max single. But my max single is weaker, weak tries. Hang on one second. I'll read that again. So the problem that my double from a one board should be way more than my max single. But mine is my max single is heavier, weak tries. So the idea is one board is a lesser distance than full range um let's see yeah weak tries uh yeah it could be you're also i mean the blast shirt is like it's like a tight cotton t-shirt in comparison i mean it's, it's it's almost nothing uh i always say with bench pressers that a lot of the ills could be solved by more triceps or more upper back so do those two things absolutely Pierce says, what is full power? Full power is what actually is the sport of powerlifting. The squat, bench, and deadlift. Uh, highest attempt out of three for each lift combined for a total to determine your placing. And Nick USAPL just answered it for me. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Okay. I just waved at somebody by accident. Sorry, not trying to be weird. Nick USAPL, Jimmy, do you have any books or articles you would recommend to learn how to coach single-ply lifters? Uh... Books or articles to recommend to learn how to coach single ply lifters. Tough one. I honestly, I I don't think so. I don't read very often. I I research. I use the internet. I word of mouth. I talk to people. If you want a really good single ply coach, I mean, uh, Nick Benarakis is, has a lot of clients, a lot of successful lifters, uh, Bench and Benny or Big Benches. Um, but as far as reading material goes, I, I can't off the top of my head recommend anything because I don't, that's not how I, that's not how I do things. I, I, I don't read very often. I watch videos. I'm a visual guy. Let's see. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I'm loving the single ply program. I'm reach out if you need something, man. If you got questions, obviously just DM me on Instagram, Colp Strong. I'm always available. 
Why do you prefer single ply bench shirts versus multi ply? Because I truly believe that single ply, when worn properly, can rival and surpass anything multi ply. I'm saying that, and I'm also quoting Mr. Ken Anderson himself, former president and the creator, uh, former owner of Anderson Powerlifting. Ken Anderson, Ken Lee Anderson. Um, yes, uh, if you wear single ply correctly, i.e., extraordinarily fucking tight it can beat anything multiply until a multiply shirt poly i'm not talking about the band shirts obviously until a multiply bench shirt somebody in a multiply fed or whatever can surpass my 1120 that i can say single ply superior i have proved that to be true um that single ply 1120 is will forever be one of the greatest things i've ever done with my career in my opinion uh, that's why multiply is great, but I think that the, the only downside to single plies doesn't last as long. That one layer can stretch out much quicker than multiple layers, but that's, that's all. That's the only, that's the only downside. Uh, yeah. Got disconnected. Uh, uh, full power is the combined total of squat bench and deadlift three attempts at each lift highest attempt combined for a total to determine your placing. Oh, Travis McKinney with the, with the big W. The book Gear by Dave Kirshen is great, but it's mostly multiplied. The concepts are very similar, though. There you go. Thank you, Travis. And uh, Nick says, I'm asking because next year we have a lot of single ply guys coming to my school and our coach looking for more knowledge on single ply. Hmm. Well, I'd be uh, I'd be great. Uh, I do seminars. I don't know where you're stationed. Um I, I'd always be willing to come and talk in person and give advice and do a seminar. Uh, I do that for, I had to raise my price. I apologize to the entire country. I'm not, I've only done two seminars, so I can't, you know, I'm not in high demand or anything. Um, we were only charging $500 for a seminar plus two nights in a hotel room uh, covered. But now I had to raise that because it didn't make it, it, it wasn't, we weren't profiting at all. So I had to raise my price to $1,000. I hate doing that. Um, but for me to travel like that, I, I had to charge $1,000. So if anybody's ever interested, I do seminars. Uh, me and Katie show up and I do an entire seminar plus a workout at the end. If anybody wants to bench with me or bench and I can look at them in person, I, I, I do do that actually. Okay. Oh, la, 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 la. Mass... Aesthetic fanatic says, I'm new to geared benching, but how do I tell if my gains in a shirt are coming from strength increase versus proficiency in the equipment? Congrats to the 1200 for 10. That was awesome to see. It sucked. But thank you. It was great. Uh, pretty stupid idea I had. Um, geared benching, how do I tell my gains in a shirt are coming from strength increase versus proficiency in the equipment? Well, event, I mean, uh, you're going to have immediate success and increases with, um, yeah, in increases in numbers based on. Uh, your, your proficiency in a shirt, that's going to come no matter what. It's what, what's going to tell is, you know, every time we use a piece of equipment, anything man-made, everything man-made, anything, car engines, uh, tools, bench shirts, squat suits, uh, anything will wear out with repeated use. Now you can do maintenance, right? Change your car oil, you know, wash your equipment, whatever. But everything gets worse every time you use it. So if you have a piece of equipment for a year, and you never change it and your numbers keep going up. Eventually it's like you are getting stronger. You are technically profound in your equipment, but you are also getting stronger. It's, it's a very fine balance between, you know, being more technically sound, 
getting stronger. You have to do both. You have to be both in equip lifting, which is why it's so fun and challenging. You have to be able to manipulate the equipment, be good at it, but also be super fucking strong to do what you do. <sighs> that was long-winded. I tried to get it all out there. Nick said, I totally understand. We have a thousand pound multiply squatter who helps us once a week, but it's mostly with wraps and fitting into the suit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, uh, like I said, I, I, I would love to, or if you, you know, if you want to put him in contact with me, if he just wants to like message back and forth or email or something, but, um, I'll do what I can from afar, but uh, I, I do like to put it out there that I, I do offer seminar uh, services. Um, I've only done two in the last year, year and a half. I'm not in high demand, <laughs> uh, but I do like to put it out there that I do that. So, all right, cool, man. Uh, we are approaching an hour and a half. Uh, I always like to say, uh, I don't want you all to waste your entire Sunday evening listening to me run my mouth. So I'm going to go ahead and put a stop to it really quick. Uh, thank you all for jumping on here. I want to mention again, uh, Patreon and YouTube members, of course, Patreon, YouTube members, $10 a month to watch everything I do. Um, in training, every set of every rep of every movement uh, of every workout I do with full commentary over top, top telling you what I'm doing and why $10 a month, uh, all the shit that leads me to my big benches, all the behind the scenes stuff, right? Um, I'm trying to get to hundred members by the end of this year. I'm sitting at 89. That is fucking amazing. Cause I started this journey three years ago with one member, then two, I was stuck at five for a while. Then all the illegal bullshit uh shutdowns that the government instituted happened and uh, I, I lost a bunch of followers i couldn't put any content out there because the gyms were shut down sorry not sorry but uh, it's been a great journey uh, thank you all for being on there i've had people on there for all three years i've had people on there for like two days it doesn't matter they come and go um thank you uh, we also have the cold strong scholarship we just sent out the twelve thousand um, dollar checks to the athletes, the recipients of the Cold Strong Scholarship this year, just a week ago, I was getting messages and pictures of them receiving their receiving their things and their checks and their little packages and shirts we got them for them. Uh, we raised money by donation and uh, doing fundraisers. For every $1,000 we raise, that's one young athlete between the ages of 13 to 23 that we help at the start of every year. Uh, they they accept, they accept We accept applications January 1st to the end of January. We have a board that looks through them all. Uh, helps us pick the ones that need it the most. We had 70 applications. Yes, there we go. Nick USAPL right here. He's one of the recipients of the Cold Strong uh, Scholarship right there. There you go. I should get my package tomorrow. Fantastic. You got the tracking number. Keep track of that stuff. That's a high That's a high value package there. Keep track of it. Uh, yes. And uh, yeah, he's one of the recipients right there. Um, Cold Strong Scholarship, Patreon, blah, 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 blah. I think we got it all. I uh, had one last question there. It was, when was your first 1,000-pound bench? It was March 1st of 2020, 1,035 at 273. My first 1,000-pound bench was also the first time I had beat one of my idols. I had surpassed Scott Mendelson's all-time mark um, at 275. So I was, that was, I had finally arrived at that point. You know what I mean? So. One last question. I'm trying to, let's see. Do you recommend benching with 400 pounds of band tension? Absolutely not. That sounds awful, and I don't recommend that. Use straight weight. We compete with straight weight, not bands and chains and accommodating resistance. Straight weight with a straight barbell. All right, guys, uh, that should do it. Again, just hop on here, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, benching and bullshitting. This is episode 35. I've been doing this for a while. 
podcast episode number 77. But Benching and Bullshitting episode 35, again, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, join me here next week. I'd like to come on here and answer your questions. Thank you, YouTube. Thank you, Instagram. We will see you next time. And uh, stay strong for me. <laughs>